0: And girls of every age. Would you like to see something strange?
1: Come with us and you will see. This is our town of, of Halloween. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. Halloween. punky scream
2: in the dead of night. This is Halloween. Everybody make a scene. Trick or
1: treat. Tell so the neighbors on the diaphragm. It's our, our town, town Everybody ground sharp and eyes glowing red. I am the one hiding on your stairs, fingers like snakes and spiders in my hair. This is Halloween, this is Halloween, Halloween,
3: Halloween, Halloween, Halloween! Halloween. Welcome, boys, girls, and people of every age. I am Christian, the one with the terrible height, making you feel small morning, noon, and night. <laughs> and joining me is Pandy Claus himself, and Earth 2's Danny Elfman equivalent, Pandy Wilson.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: um umpa um, <laughs> And his, his wife, Northampton's resident cancer-killing monstrous, Kelly Wilson.
2: Woohoo!
3: Yeah. And if you haven't guessed, we're here to d- discuss the now 30-year-old... Th- th- Nightmare Before Christmas or Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm, the classic. Um, hell yeah. Not to show our hands. Um, as, as I always ask, well, here's a, a broader question. I'll start with Kel. Um, What is your history with this particular film and with stop motion animation in general?
4: So, with the film in particular, I think I was four years old when it came out. I probably didn't watch it straight away. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it's... Disney always has a connotation with my brother. We always watched a lot together, so I remember watching this a lot with him when we were younger. Um, and we we used to watch other things like Cinderella and um, Fox and the Hound and um, Peter Pan, which we loved as well. But there's something about The Nightmare Before Christmas that was really special, and we both loved. And I I was quite a sensitive child, and horror. For me was horrendous and I used to have lots of nightmares. But the nightmare before Christmas didn't really scare me, I, I'm not sure why, whether it's the how they made it, the textures of it, there was just something really special about it. Um and I've watched it a lot. And I have some clothes that are nightmare before Christmas themed, <laughs> including a new swimming costume, which I'm very excited about wearing. Yeah, excellent. um, earrings, necklaces, the whole shebang um so yes you can tell that i really like this one
3: cool I um, mean, have you seen much uh well i, I get, i get the impression i mean this isn't by no means like the first fully stop motion film i get the impression this is like the first really big one or one that mm. m- made like a splash at least like in geek circles um but have you seen like much other stuff like the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer or like Wallace and Gromit or anything like that?
4: Yes, yes. I grew up with Wallace and Gromit. Um, every Christmas we watch it as well. It's a fabulous, I used to watch, was it Morph?
5: Yes. Morph. Oh,
4: used yeah. to watch yeah. he, he was fun. Um, and Evie loves stop motion animation. She, she's been making some on her tablet, which is really sweet.
5: <laughs> cool. Um, Pandy, what about you? Uh, well, I um with Nightmare Before Christmas we covered it in 2014, the December episode of Hey an Actor, mm. um, and it was the first time I'd ever watched um, Nightmare Before Christmas. I'd always oh. been aware of it as a thing, uh, but I think I'm not listening back to the episode, but um. I'm sure that the English TV show Movies, Games and Videos was uh, referenced with, it was always something that seemed to be always mentioned and like revolutionary new thing, Nightmare Before Christmas, look how wonderful it looks and blah, blah, blah. And we were all quite wussy children and therefore it just wasn't, Halloween was never really a big thing for us and therefore anything with any kind of Halloween slash spooky connotation was just not a thing in our house. So despite knowing of it and knowing that people really loved it, especially Kel, Um, yeah, it it didn't really, um, occur to me to watch it until, you know, I had my own podcast to talk about it. Um, with stop motion animation, I can only echo what Kel said in terms of Wallace and Gromit being a, a staple. Um, there was always things like on Sesame Street with stop motion animation for little um kind of vignettes between puppetry uh morph and uh little things like that which was always fun um but the art form itself I really enjoy stop motion animation because it kind of it's Lovingly done, and it's painstaking for someone who's done stop motion animation and taught stop motion animation in schools nice. um with, with young children to try and get them to have the patience to do just a little movement and then a photo and then a little movement and a photo. To see something done really, really well, you, you really appreciate um the art form. Um so for me, it's still kind of a novelty watching Nightmare Before Christmas, even though I know it's been around for what, 20, 30 years this year. Yeah. Wow. Um, I, I still kind of have it as quite a, a contemporary thing in, in, in my mind, which is completely wrong, obviously. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll set my story out there. What about you, Christian? When did it first arrive in your life? So my story is kind of similar to Kel's. I grew up with a lot of
3: Disney films, but this was rated PG and it came out when I was four so. Actually, like Jurassic Park, I wouldn't have got to see it until several years later. Um, they both came out the same year. Um, I remember the trailer for it on, I think it was, like, several other Disney films. It was, like, a... They were, I remember I like got a trailer, like, advertising, oh, the genius behind Batman. Like, they show, like, um, like some of the sets. And um, the, the, the part in the trailer that stuck out to me most is, you know, the scene where... Um, the first kid is visited by Jack, then his parents come and said, And what did Santa bring you, honey? And he pulls the decapitated head from the box. Yes. <laughs> That's the main thing I remember. It did, it didn't scare me, but it was I think this film is very macabre and it but it's not really and it's creepy in places, but it's it's
5: mostly harmless. It is. It's it kind of walks the tightrope between grotesque and funny and silly. Right, Um I think that I mean you showed Evie you Nightmare know, Before Christmas last year two years ago or year. that, and I would kind of was a little bit sceptical about whether she was old enough to appreciate it uh, whether it was something that she'd appreciate or not and she was fine for the most part but mm. it was the bit where
4: wave well, being shot down by the guns <laughs> we, had, we had to turn it off at that point Right, that, I yeah. thought she'd be scared of Oogie Boogie when we meet him a bit before that
5: well, you know the, the clown with the terror face or like mm-hmm. creepy crawlies and gross imagery no it was <laughs> artillery fire yep <laughs> yeah um and i and pennyac your,
3: your sentiments regarding stop motion animation i don't know a whole lot about it but i i deeply respect like the just the sheer patience and like love going into it um yeah like that's what i've not seen his other one, but that's why I like um Fantastic Mr. Fox. Um that, that that's why that's my favorite Wes Anderson film. Oh no, just I've not
5: seen that actually. No didn't. Just because of heart. that.
3: Um and Chicken Run, of course. <laughs> chicken Run oh yeah, Chicken Run's good. I, I saw that a few weeks ago too. and I love Chicken Run. Walls, Walls and Grommet's great. Um and Sean the Sheep, which I discovered earlier this oh, year.
5: Goodness. Oh yes.
3: And Shaun and and, and even like outside of Artman, like Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio is a very good film.
5: Oh, yeah, that's meant to be amazing. That we yeah. can, we're, we're very soon to return to the world of Netflix. We've got quite a lot to get caught up on. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that's definitely on the list. Yeah, um, I'm trying to... I
3: think that one's fairly child-friendly. Maybe a little grim in places, but it's not... You, there's nothing like The Pale Man in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but... um. And getting into the history of this film, yeah, actually, g- going back to the film that uh, Kel mentioned, as you're probably aware, Tim Burton, he was an animator at Disney in the early 80s, including on Fox and the Hound and Black Cauldron.
2: Aww.
3: Um He did a short film called Vincent, which is a, I've seen a while ago. It's basically a short stop-motion film where a kid resurrects his dog, and it's narrated by Vincent Price. Um, he wrote... yeah,
5: it's me. I did it. It was me.
3: Yes. Um... And around that time, he wrote a poem on which the film was based, and he showed it to fellow, fellow animator Henry Selick, and Disney nearly optioned it for either a short film or a TV special, but it passed in at the time. Apparently, they thought it was too weird, so Burton obviously parted ways with Disney. He became very successful with um, Beetlejuice and Batman and before then um, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, and he found out that Disney still had the rights, so he and Selick went back to Disney like, asking if they could make a feature-length film, and since it was a proven quantity by this point, Disney said yes. Um, it was initially going to be under the banner, you know, like the, under, like part of, like, the Disney animated canon, but they decided to have it released through Touchstone, which already had a history with more mature stuff, like Roger Rabbit, Dead Poet Society, and both of the Sister Act films.
2: Yeah. In fact, <laughs>
3: I was looking at a list of um, Touchstone picture films, and Sister Act Two is the one that came out right after this one.
5: Absolutely, but, you um, know, Touchstone has a lot of um, cred- credence with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and I'll,
3: I mean this this is not actually directed by Tim Burton. He had was committed to um batman returns like during the beginning of production then went on to ed wood later so but and he also by his own admission he said he didn't have the patience to deal with the painstakingly slow process of stop motion so Selleck mm. directed it in his stead and danny elfman was brought on of course and i think mm. this is as much his baby as burns or Selleck's.
5: yeah i think that's uh, fair i think it's got him stamped all over it yeah i was reading
4: yeah, that um Danny Elfman said that the songs that he created for *The Nightmare Before Christmas* were some of the easiest songs he'd ever written, because they just sort of came out of him.
3: Hmm. Interesting, because I think Shamahan, this is my favorite work of his. Um, he, he, nowadays, he's kind of accused of being like very samey with a lot of his soundtrack, especially his Burton ones. But this one, I think, is a real vindication of his musical skills and the range that he's capable of. Mm. I guess one other small bit. Well, obviously, stop motion. It took a long time, and there was over 200 individual stats and over 200 character puppets. And Jack Skellington alone apparently had 400 individual heads for his facial expressions. Wow! Yeah. Um, and actually, another person who worked on this film, although who's influential, but for our things, that he was storyboarded by Joe Ranft, who went on to be, become a major creative force at Pixar. Oh, okay. Ah, uh, anything else? Like, you, you, Keld, have you, like, looked into much of the production, or do you know, have you, like, read the original poem?
4: No, but I have um, just seen that, that Kevin's mum is Sally, and I never knew that. <laughs> ah!
5: Catherine O'Hara.
4: What a revelation.
5: <laughs> yep. And yeah, i
4: ne- never made that link before.
3: And, and it's not the only voice that, the only character that she voices either. Uh, um, she's one of the, uh, she's a local stock Stock, I think, is um, the, the witch girl. girl. Yeah. Shock. Um and we'll get we'll get to yes. like the casting very soon. Is there anything else before um I pass the
5: synopsis back on to Pandy? I don't think so. No, let's let's hit this pig. Let's,
4: ca- let's crack on.
0: Christmas time is buzzing in my skull. Will it let me be? I cannot tell. There's so many things I cannot grasp. When I think I've got it, then at last. Through my bony fingers it does slip. Like a snowflake in a fiery grip. Something here I'm not quite getting, though I try I keep forgetting. Like a memory long since past. Here in an instant, gone in a flash. What does it mean? What does it mean? In these little bric-a-brac, a a secret's waiting to be cracked. These dolls and toys confuse me, so confound it all. I love it, though. Simple objects, nothing more, but something's hidden through a door. Though I do not have the key, something's here I cannot see. What does it mean? What does it mean? What does it mean? Christmas books, so many times. I know the stories and I know the rhymes. I know the Christmas carols all by heart. My skull's so full, it's tearing me apart. As often as I've read them, something's wrong. So hard to put my bony finger on. Or perhaps it's really not as deep as I've been led to think Am I trying much too hard? Of course I've been too close to see The answer's right in front of me Right in front of me It's simple really, very clear Like music drifting in the air Invisible but everywhere Just because I cannot see it Doesn't mean I can't believe it you know i think this christmas thing is not as tricky as it seems and why should they have all the fun it should belong to anyone not anyone in fact but me why i could make a christmas tree and there's no reason i can buy i couldn't handle christmas time i bet i could improve it too and that's exactly what i'll do <laughs>
5: so nightmare before christmas it starts uh, with a title card uh, with Danny Hoffman's, uh, no sorry, Tim Burton's <laughs> Nightmare Before Christmas. And you, uh, look down from a, a top view at this, uh, weirdly animated door for forest where there are big trees with themed doors uh, on these great big pictures including what we kind of picked out as easter and probably some patrick's day Mm -hmm. we assumed the turkey was thanksgiving and we had a quick joke about what would be inside thanksgiving lands apart from you know turkey and angry racist in-laws we saw um a fireworks logo we were trying to work out whether that would be bonfire night or fourth of july i
3: think that might be well the order is weird because it goes. If if that was New Year's, like from the, from clockwise oh, there okay. goes Valentine's, Saint Patrick's, Easter, but then Thanksgiving jumps the queue, and then there's Christmas <laughs> and Halloween. Um, mm. I thought at first it might be birthdays, but I think New Year. Well, maybe Independence Day, since it's a U.S. film, but it, it, uh. I think maybe New Year's. Yep, you, you have fireworks on New Year's. I'm sure, right?
5: Yeah, 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 and and all sorts of other religious festivals. Mm-hmm. And so I'm from Leicester, so we got like continuous uh, fireworks for Bonfire Night, and then Diwali, then Eid, then Christmas, then New Year's. It's basically between October and January. It's Fireworks Central, baby. But oh, wow. um, whilst um, we're seeing these trees, there's a Patrick Stewart's narration, which is always mm. fun. I was um, going to ask about that. Um, he, do- he
3: does actually voice um, the narrator in the UK version? I believe so. I mean, it okay, because... Says- it- in the American version and the one with Disney Plus, you have Ed Ivory who voiced Santa. Okay. Oh. Um It's a ve- it's a very short intro, whereas the soundtrack there's a longer. Patrick Stewart gives a longer intro and gives a epilogue as well.
5: Nice. Um, Which might be kind of useful to try and explain some of the lore going on here, but ultimately it doesn't really matter. It's just a, a whimsical thing
4: with the doors. I, I always wondered what would happen if there was a spin-off mm. or a series of spin-offs and I think that was in that was sort of mentioned in the 2000s the early 2000s um but it was I think it was believed that the film was best as stand alone because of its its amazing art um but I always think what would happen if Jack went to Valentine's land or <laughs> Him
5: some, and Sally
4: or goes to St Patrick's day and dances with the leprechauns <laughs> I think, in not term-
3: fun. I think in terms of holidays that Christmas and Halloween are the most interesting ones easily. There's not as much of the others. Um, yes. unless the the Easter one was also vi- like very religious at the same time as it doesn't like both like the Christian and the pagan elements of it.
5: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, So we enter the Halloween door as uh, the first song comes up. This is Halloween, Mm -hmm. uh, sung by the ensemble cast of Halloween Town, which kind of introduces some of the faces that we're going to see throughout the film, including the clown with the tearaway face and so on, Mm -hmm. uh, which culminates in the lead character, Jack Skellington, appearing initially as a pumpkin-headed kind of scarecrow, lights himself on fire, jumps into a fountain and then kind of rises ghoulishly whilst he's given a kind of uh, a serenade by the people around him. And uh, there he is, the Pumpkin King, and everyone loves him. And it's a really effective opening title sequence um, or title sequence, opening sequence, um, to introduce kind of the the sort of themes that we're going to see, the kind of uh, silly special effects, some of the rules about, you know, these characters are going to do gruesome stuff. It's all claymation slash stop-motion animation, rather. Um, Yeah, what do you think about This Is Halloween, Gaz? Kelly, you first.
4: Mm, I love that song. I think it's a great opening. Um, It's spooky. It's a little bit freaky. You've got some scary monsters in there, um, and you're not quite sure how they're going to be yet. Um, It's a very interesting song. Um, and I love the bit where Jack is that effigy, that pumpkin-headed scarecrow thing, and he jumps into the pool and he rises out. I think that's really uh, effective uh, with the little uh, children around uh, him. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's 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 lovely. I like it.
3: Yeah, I, I love all the whenever in a film in general, especially anime one, there's a lot of distinctive background characters, and this film is no exception. Um, like I love that there's like a pair of witches and like a vampire quartet and. Um, even some some of the original monsters like the one hiding under your stairs, like the yeah, yeah. this weird like sort of snake headed creature with um and um like the, also I don't know when clowns we when people realise clowns are creepy, but I'm glad this film knows that. <laughs> um And also also love uh, Halloween town in general, like how it's almost I think the even said like Halloween Town is ba- like Tim Burns said Halloween Town is basically black and white and orange and that's basically its color palette yeah um, and like every imaginable monster is there is like a devil and a cyclops and I uh, like the basically this walking tree with these skeletons hanging from its branches yeah. Um, yeah. we get to Jack obviously and sally briefly and even hints of oogie boogie the shadow in the moon at night uh, yeah
5: it, it kind of shows all the main characters that you're gonna see apart from santa claus um and yeah it kind of makes them that much more effective when you do finally see oogie boogie man because you've seen him as a silhouette in the moon i, I think- really like the lighting you get like through some windows and the weird kind of skewed perspective like beds and stuff uh, weird angles to make you feel a little bit on edge, and I think
4: you really get to see the textures beginning to come through in the film. Like you were just talking about the tree and the skeletons, you've got a texture on the tree, and then you've got the sort of the the soft texture of the skeletons, which is a bit like Sally later on.
3: Um, do, do you have like a favourite background character or monster, after
5: I like the little chirrby children, like
1: oh, in yes. this town we go home everyone hears to the pumpkin song
4: and i yeah,
5: really like, like the witch mum- I think the oh, witches
2: sorry,
3: are go, go, go.
4: Very, sorry the the witches they're very judgy i like them <laughs>
3: <laughs> cool. um, and there's the mayor, of course who's two-faced but not in the batman way he's like too, his head like rotates like from
5: happy to sad although he's primarily happy now yeah. Uh, with the voice actor Glenn Shaddix, um, who is a long-time collaborator of Tim Burton's and we saw him on Hey, uh, and Actor for the Beetlejuice episode, where he's one of the people helping to do up the house.
3: And and your favourite film, Heather's?
5: Yeah, let's not talk about Heather's. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Although he, he was good in that.
5: Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so at the end of the song, um, everyone kind of claps and cheers and celebrates a Halloween well done. I... Don't really get, like, was them dancing around meant to be symbolic of Halloween itself? Or have they just come back from scaring people at Halloween? Or it, that is a bit of a weird thing to say, but OK. Um
4: It's just part uh, of part of the celebration. Just I think. going
5: out partying. Yeah, I guess they've, they've had their fun. They've, at the
4: end of the song, they say, eh, we did it. It's over.
5: Yeah. But like, what did they do?
4: Well, we don't know. Exactly, it's just the end of the celebration.
5: Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's a silly point, but you know. Um, so immediately after that, Jack is celebrated. Everyone's clapping and cheering him. You get the idea. This is somebody who everybody loves in Halloween Town because he's the Pumpkin King. He's not the elected official, but he's kind of the the figurehead of Halloween Town. Mm-hmm. and looking on is the stitched up doll monster thing of Sally watching on uh, with kind of sadness in her eyes and an admirational streak and Dr. Finkelstein demands that she returns uh, because she he's got over the deadly nightshade poisoning mm-hmm. um, before she was able to sneak off and join in the celebrations mm-hmm. Jack is able to escape his adoration but he's kind of laments he laments being bored with mundanity, he's kind of become too Used to being good at Halloween.
4: It's almost like a, a bit of a midlife crisis, really. Yeah, he's doing the same thing year after year.
5: Same old, same old. And I guess oh. is is that meant to symbolise how traditions can get samey and you get stuck in a pigeonholey rut of doing the same thing at Christmas yeah. every year? Artist block is a bitch, man.
3: <laughs>
5: yeah, I'm not joking. No, no, I get, yeah. hey, why do you think there's been such a delay in Hay and Actor episodes this last <laughs> couple of years? It's, uh, yeah, it's not fun. But hey, yeah. there you go. Um, so he then walks off and he soliloquizes in song, mm-hmm. uh, with his dog Zero singing the song Jack's Lament where he minces around the graveyards listing all his accomplishments and you get the feel of his kind of intellect with kind of Shakespearean mm-hmm. quotes mixed with penchant for horror and being able to scream. Uh, and you get the first look at the iconic kind of cl- uh, curly cliffside, him standing on the top of it. I love um, that scene. Silhouetted in front of the moon, which you do see again later in the film at the end. But uh, that, that's a, a very striking image. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I you show that to anybody who's not even seen the film. They'll know that's from uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. I like
4: when he he walks down it and it slowly uncurls for him.
5: Mm. It's
4: really smooth and lovely.
3: Actually, you're describing it as a cliffside actually make. I mean, not not that this film makes a lot of sense or, or needs to make sense even, but that, that, that's a better
5: description of it than a hill or a tree, like a cliffside.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah, it's, it's not entirely clear what it is, but, but it also kind of reinforces the idea that this is Jack's place. This is where Jack knows and everyone likes Jack, including the topography, who uh, will uncurl for him. And he, he belongs here, but he's not satisfied by it. He's mm-hmm. sick of the norm. Um, Sally's watching on. He walks off, uh, kind of beyond oh, the graveyards. We, we should note who, who sings Jack versus who speaks. Oh, who good. Him. points. Yes, of yeah. course. Because Danny Elfman is the singing voice, uh, as well as the, um, uh, composer of the songs in the film. and He, he's the singing voice of Jack Skellington. The, the voice actor of Jack Skellington is Chris Sarandon. Mm-hmm. Uh, is he any, any relation of Susan's? I think it, he he's her ex husband.
3: Um, oh, that's sad. But he's been he's been in other stuff. I mean, well, he's in Princess Bride as the villain in a very different role. Oh, nice. Um, I've actually seen him on stage. Okay, like he wasn't. I didn't know he was in the cast, but I see. I saw Kevin Klein play um Falstaff in Henry the and he had a minor role in it as well. Oh, so. He's a, he's a good actor, not not like a huge star, but between this and says Bride, he's immortal,
5: I guess. <laughs> His it... legacy is sealed. And actually, they do a good job of matching up the singing voice with the acting voice. Mm. Um, as if you told me that it was two different people, I probably wouldn't have known. No, I would have thought that they
4: were the same people, but... Yeah.
5: So so he kind of continues down his melancholy roots into the forest with his dog Zero, who's the kind of ghost dog with a shiny nose.
3: I have a a bit of a note, and sorry if this goes too dark, but did you get the impression that Sally is sort of created as Dr.
5: Finkelstein's sex slave? I mean, probably, given that he makes another female counterpart at the end of the film.
4: Mm -hmm. What's he called her at the end?
5: My... Yeah, he does. I don't, I, don't, I don't know if she has a
3: name, but it, it seems like, given how possessive he is of her, it seems like. Uh,
5: yeah.
4: Yeah, it's a bit creepy.
5: Yeah. You're mine, you belong to me. Yeah. I uh,
4: made you with my own hands.
5: Yeah. yeah. Odd.
3: But yeah, yeah that, that's not. doesn't sound negative for the film, that, that's just how it is.
5: Yeah. I mean, you could probably read into it that far, and I would completely agree with you. It's certainly an uh, abusive relationship. Oh, yeah, it's it's pretty awful. And it kind of is, even that, it's like Master Slave. Um,
3: Yeah, that's...
5: There's a a horrible power dynamic going on there. Yeah. You don't don't blame her for constantly poisoning him? There's that. But, hey, let's not kink shame, shall we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) So, Sally clearly identifies with Jack by saying, I know how you feel, Jack. We don't really quite get how that applies but that's that's for later on uh she eventually I, goes I back think
4: it could be the loneliness because mm. she's lonely because she's always being kept in unless she can sneak out
5: she's lonely but she's never organized a massive halloween yeah. festival but and got lonely... tired of it
4: yeah but he's lonely as well because everyone's all excited about it
5: and yeah, it's like so.
4: they just don't understand yeah
5: like he's full on emo mode yeah <laughs> nobody understands me but he can't do a. I can't do a fault. Anyway, um, <laughs> so Sally identifies with Jack. He she goes back to Doctor Finkelstein because she needs to get her arm back that was torn off her as he tries yeah. tried to get away from him earlier. Um Doctor Finkelstein claims her as his own, but she longs to be free. Cut to Jack continuing his forest. It's uh, kind of lighter now, and he finds uh, he's playing fetch with Zero using his own <laughs> boat, thought, and he's thought- generally sad.
3: I love that he, I didn't know he was still rewatching this for the first time for this, but he, when like Zero barks and asks for a bone, he takes a rib from his own
5: rib cage. He's not <laughs> yeah. going to be needing one anymore, so it makes sense. It's a nice touch. And it's the second kind of thing of himself he's taken off his body. He's like, because I'm dead, I can remove my head. I can
4: take off my head. No, of course.
5: Silly me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, next day, the mayor comes to Jack's house to try and start planning next Halloween. To find he hasn't returned from his walking away, and he's sad because as an elected official, he can't make decisions by himself. Uh, and after falling down the stairs, <laughs> Which he's is told, hilarious. "Yes, Kel loves gravity jokes." Mm-hmm. Um, he's told by you know by bands that he's been gone all night long. Where could Jack be? Well. It just so happens that he's still going through the forest. It's now morning, and he's found his way to the doors that we saw earlier. Um And he looks at them, and he's enthralled specifically by the Christmas door. And he opens it up and has a look and...
4: Nothing happens.
5: Tries to walk away, but then he's sucked off. <laughs> his, Sucked his off by snowflakes And falls through a wintry vortex uh, Like Ken Griffey Jr. In uh, the softball episode of The Simpsons <laughs> um, Maybe not Ken Griffey Jr. But one of them And lands in a pile of snow in Christmastown Hence beginning the, the iconic song from the film What's this? Oh yeah Cow goes away
4: And this is probably my favourite song I think because of the song and of the scene of Christmas and all the twinkly lights, and all the food and everyone playing with the snowballs and just having a nice time, I, I really like this scene.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's a very it's a very catchy, delightful song. So the, there's a podcast I listen to like going over film soundtracks. I actually sent you the episodes like concerning Nightmare Before Christmas, and there's a few others about Danny Elfman, and he, the guy, I think his name's David Collins, he first. to uh, his sound is Doompa. Oh, okay. You know, Doompa and, like, Doom, but this is not Doomlane at all. It, it is, like, a genuinely good Christmas song. Yeah. Or, like, Christmas, like, through the eyes of an outsider who's seeing
5: it for the first time, and mm-hmm. I also have my notes, fake snow has never looked this good. <laughs> I mean, it, it paints a rose-tinted view of like the ideal, the ideal
2: Christmas. like Doctor
5: <laughs> Seuss Christmas with piles of yeah. snow and cakes and pies, and everyone snug in their warmness, or wrapped yeah. up warm outside. And it's, mm-hmm. it, it's iconic and it's wonderful to look at, and it's a wonderful song to go with it. It's really strong. Um, I then tried to do a parody of it um, about Hay and actor, and it was pretty bad. <laughs> 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 kind of wish I hadn't bothered. Not as bad
4: as that. <laughs> One of those first jingles you did. Oh, right. Christian Bale.
5: Yeah, you really didn't like that one. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. No, you, no I, I like that one. By then you did in your stride. I, I guess
3: so. It
4: wasn't bad. Yeah,
5: it's it's been a while, and I'm planning on some good stuff for episode 100, but mm. it's just Ooh. time to get it in. But hey, that's by the by. But uh, yeah. It's a wonderful, um, song. It looks lovely and Jack's looking around in awe at all the wonderful things there are like Christmas lights and mistletoe and candy canes, presents. And he's drinking it all in because he's starting to have a, a think about what could be inspiring him next. Mm-hmm. And the last thing you see in that scene is a silhouette of Sandy Claus.
2: Sandy. Ho, ho, ho. ho.
5: There he is having a lovely time um, cut back to Halloween town and the residents are worried about Jack because there are only 364 days left until Christmas um, until and,
4: next Halloween and, oh, sorry until
5: next Halloween my bad <laughs> I'm getting confused between the two holidays in this film and while Sally makes her soup into a potion um, to try and lace Dr Finkelstein um, frog's breath <laughs> where's the
4: frog's breath
5: I do like, the, like she opens a can of frog's breath and it's a frog that breathes yes. <laughs> Yeah that's a cool little thing. That's what thing. I
4: like about this film. It's all those little details that just make you chuckle and laugh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're all the way through the film as well.
3: Yeah. There's a there's a patch in the graveyard that grows deadly nightshade and headbane.
5: Yes. And she
4: Yeah, she was picking those earlier in the film, wasn't she? Yeah. Deadly nightshade.
5: Chekhov's nightshade. Um and the doctor Finkelstein wants her to um test out the, the soup because he can smell frog's breath and uh she, he senses subterfuge. She, uh, Sally uses a slotted spoon um <laughs> in the potion, which is quite clever. Mm-hmm. Takes a sip and everything's fine, but nope Finkelstein's dosed again. Ha <laughs> ha take that brainiac. Yeah. Um and then the, the the town here a dog barking and it's zero, heralding the return of Jack on a snowmobile. He, and he he's over. He's already stealing Christmas. Yeah,
4: <laughs> yeah took half the town with him.
5: Absolutely, he's come away with some spoils, uh, and he wants a town meeting immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the the mayor goes out in his in his hearse, and the town bell town is ringing. Meeting. Town, town meeting tonight. Sally escapes and is able to get to the meeting. And at the town meeting, the residents are gathered for Jack to explain about Christmas Town and Christmas generally. Um, and it's told again through song. Uh, I forget the name of the song, but it's basically it's just, trying to explain. I think explain it's the town meeting or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Uh, it's his attempt to explain parts of Christmas, but the residents kind of assumed that these new ways to scare people rather than something completely mm. different. Can
4: I say something about the townspeople? Please do. So <laughs> yeah. earlier on, when Jack is missing, they're all going through how they've been looking for Jack around the town, dredging the lake and going through the pumpkin patch. <laughs> oh, house. yeah. And you see at this point where the townspeople, they seem a bit silly, a bit stupid in a way. <laughs> they're a bit daft. Um, and I think... That sort of characterization helps against the scary side of of the film, yeah. Because yeah. like, oh, well, they're really funny, actually. They're really dopey. We check the sarcophagi, and then they're still doing it through this song, yeah. where Jack's explaining Christmas. Like you say, they 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 think it's just a new way to scare people is there and, in the stocking.
3: <laughs> and, and that's how Jack eventually he eventually think like tries to square the Christmas circle, like by like. like pigeonholing into this Halloween part of his he- brain.
5: Yeah, he's he's trying to kind of explain it to them in a language they'll understand um, culminating in Santa Claus being Sandy Claus yes. um, someone who's to be feared and has amazing booming voices and stuff like that. But th- this is an effective song to kind of again show the the residents of Halloween Town and how these two holidays are going to have a bit of a, a clash and try to explain what on earth is going on. Mm-hmm. Um... And yeah, the, the to, to your point, Kel, about the, them kind of uh, offsetting the spooky nature. This absolutely goes with that. And the it looks like the the townspeople aren't there to scare, like for malicious reasons. They're just there to scare because that's what they do. Because
4: that's just them. That's yeah. Their
5: yeah. Nature. Yeah. So there's there's no kind of ill will in there, spooking. It's just...
4: Not until you meet some other characters later on in the Later
5: film. on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, later that night, Jack is doing some research, um, wanting to find out more about Christmas. He's reading some Christmas literature and some guidebooks as well. Uh, and you see Dr. Finkelstein locking Sally up for having awakened from his poisoning with an ice pack on his head. And who should arrive at the door? But Jack, who wants to borrow some equipment to help him do some more experiments. For example, he's uh, looking at a holly berry under a microscope. He's <laughs> dissecting a teddy bear. A um... teddy
4: bear. A <laughs> teddy bear gets sliced open. Yeah. Uh.
5: And it's all to do to find some sort of meaning. He can't quite work out what this Christmas is. <laughs> like like there's a like, there's an equation on the vlog. <laughs> um, to, like um like I forget one of the them, but it was something over something equals man. Times, Mistletoe, and stuff like that.
3: Yeah,
4: he still can't get oh, away from Oh no, it was chestnuts chest and
5: then
3: over, over, open fire. You know, like but as a fraction.
5: Oh yes, that was the one. Let me see if I can find it quickly.
3: Uh... And he, he like cr- he like takes like a, one of those Christmas orbs and like puts it in like uh like a test tube and like glows green and. Stuff like that. Yeah.
4: Interesting reaction. But what does it mean?
5: <laughs> mm.
4: He he makes that, um, he cuts out that snowflake. What do you call them?
5: Uh, the <laughs> Yes. But, I think it, but it turns
4: out to be a spider still, so he can't yeah. get away from that Halloween side.
3: Yeah, that, that, that's a great summation of the film, like him trying to understand Christmas, but it still comes out as Halloween. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
4: Sandy Claws. <laughs> Sandy
5: Claws. Um, Sally is watching from afar, and um, after lowering a basket out of her tower, she's able to chuck herself off the tower. The end.
4: <laughs> well, <laughs> when I watched this with Evie for the first time, I had to pause it and explain what the next scene would be about, about her jumping out of the window, and that she'd be Okay. She'd be fine. She would sew herself back together. But I didn't want her to freak out as someone jumping out a window because she's freaked out about less in the past.
3: Didn't <laughs> like, she like, still fire. briefly, like after a landing, so it looks like she might be dead?
5: Yeah, there's a brief moment of she's not moving and then she's awake. She takes yeah. a needle out of uh, behind her ear and fixes herself up. Um and yeah
4: she takes that lovely basket over to Jack indeed,
5: strings it up hoists it up to his window where he's busy at work, I've looked up the uh, the equation that he's got, it's um, chestnuts over open fire in brackets, divided by a bell times uh the square root of December dot 25 all over 12 plus Sandy Claus equals Christmas as you uh,
4: do in a nutshell There you
5: go. And it does talk about nutshells, actually. Um, But yes, uh, he he looks inside and he's quite flattered by having this lovely potion where a lovely butterfly comes out. He's clearly charmed. It's one of the few interactions so far of... uh, Jack and Sally, even though Jack and Sally aren't interacting at this moment in time, but that something nice has happened, and that's nice. And, um, Sally kind of is retreating and is a little bit nervous and shy, but she has a premonition in the form of a dead flower stem kind of blossoming into a Christmas tree and then bursting into flame. And oh no, she thinks, oh no, something bad is going to happen. Yeah. Uh, and in the morning, she's still there outside Jack's house. Um, as uh, the song Something's Wrong With Jack uh, starts yeah. playing, a song of frustration, um, which for me is the weakest song. I think it's a Really? Bit... Yeah, I don't like it very much.
4: I quite like to it. To be
5: fair, it starts weak and gets better, because yeah. it does culminate him kind of going, oh, yes, and I'll be part of it, or we'll do our own version. Yeah. I don't is like it's... how it starts with her being outside on her own, and then people just seem to be wandering past and have to be part of the song.
3: I, I can see that it starts like very like something's up with Jack. Something's up with Jack. Don't know if we're ever going to get him back. Um, and oh, the zombie kid or whatever is on the leash. Yes. A little a little <laughs> I like sadistic.
4: How I like how the song builds.
3: Yeah, and it, it, it's here. It's here where his obsession becomes destructive and dangerous. Like because he's like cracking the orbs and of the, the
5: Christmas lights like wrapping around the electric chair that he has.
4: <laughs> yes. That's
5: very ominous, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. But it's mainly because he can't really understand it, and I would. This is where it kind of loses me a little bit because he's read Christmas books. He's read A Christmas Carol, and you know the whole meaning of a Christmas Carol is that you know Christmas is about finding loved ones at Christmas time, and he's well, read all these. Go- How does he not get it yet? Well perhaps, well, perhaps he's read
3: it the same way. Like it. A child like reads a book they they read the words but they don't sink in they, oh, maybe like, take, they read it at face value or they don't see what it is like and kind of like the talents folk he, he can't see it through, without his halloween goggles on or that like i
5: guess so like, but he, he's like, name checked shakespeare earlier so you've got to assume he's got some level of cognition well, sh- of shakespeare should be easier well
3: at least de like the death aspect of shakespeare should be easier for him to understand
5: yeah, I suppose so. Mm. No, it's, I, I just find it difficult that he doesn't get it and it's been referred to in multiple different forms. But yeah, you know, you know, you're right. And fuck me for trying to find logic in a pumpkin, <laughs> pumpkin king, trying to understand a different yeah. festival. Um, but by the end of the song, he's kind of realised that what he needs to do is make Christmas. Um, the town's own it will be ours um and therefore he gives everyone ownership over a certain element of christmas can i can i bring up a minor touch from earlier please do so this is a very minor scene like very not
3: but um when um dr fringelstein like like opens the door to louise sally and he sees that she's gone and like slams down and says gone again i love that there's like a little quivering of his lip like i love that attention to detail afterwards yes
4: (laughs) there's another bit of detail that i liked as well
5: kel noticed that look at his lip Look, yeah. urr, urr, urr.
4: It's like, <laughs> it's like when, he gives, when he opens the bottle that's in the basket and the butterfly comes out. I think that's really a nice little detail it's, as it's well. It's kind of
5: cute. It's mm-hmm. kind of cute. Um, one of the uh, things uh, that a certain member of Townsfolk have got to do are, are um, locks, shock and barrel. They're
4: introduced.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, introduced. They are the chief trick-or-treaters, the little bratty kids, and they're given a mission to kidnap Mr. Sandy Claus. Uh, so off they scuttle, and this comes at my second favourite song uh, mm-hmm. of the whole um, film Kidnap Mr. Sandy Claus, which is the mixture of, again, Danny Elfman, again, uh, Kathy, Katherine O'Hara, O'Hara. Yeah. and masturbating in a cinema, Paul <laughs> Rubens. Uh, oh, come on, Pornhub wasn't available at the time. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, otherwise known as Pee-wee, may he rest in peace, uh, going, Arr-r-r-r-r. um But yes, yeah, they're singing about how um, they, they want to kidnap Sandy Claus in different ways, it introduces Mr. Oogie Boogie again as someone to be feared, um, and Oops. it's really stylish. I really like this song a lot. Yeah.
4: And these are some of the characters that have got that mean streak to them, whereas some of the other yeah. characters are a bit goofy. Yeah. These three are quite intense. They're quite... Nasty. There's
5: malicious. The yeah. yeah. Whereas everyone else is kind of alright. These three are little the bastards.
4: Vampires are like, <laughs> hello, who are vampires.
5: And um, this this
3: isn't a criticism of the film, but Jack Jack's obsession is, is such that he made he's making stupid decisions, like th- this one in particular. Like, if you it, it's like if you hire somebody you know is tied to a mob family, of course their boss is going to get in on it. Mm -hmm. you you, you don't you don't hire components to do your plumbing or whatever
5: depends on whether you'll get knifed if you don't but uh, yeah the point is taken he
3: he mentions like uh, on no account bring oogie boogie in on this but of of course they're gonna bring him in
5: on it Mm. i mean they do eventually but when they come back later on with easter bunny they do bring it straight to jack so unless they've taken it to oogie boogie and he's gone no i don't want it and like sent him back to jack which we don't see. That's that's by the by. Jack teaches a band how to do jingle bells. Which
4: is wonderful. I love that tune. <laughs> kind, of uh, a, uh,
5: <laughs> kind of a dirge. I don't like jingle bells in general, but I like that like very
3: macabre cover of it.
5: <laughs> and then you finally get an interaction between Sally and Jack. Um, multiple minutes into the film. And they clearly know each other um, because Jack says, "Ah, Sally, there you are." And um, she's—he's got a job for her to do, which is to make his Santa outfits. But um, Sally's trying to warn him that no no good's going to come of this; something's going to go wrong. Uh, But Jack doesn't want to hear—he's too busy and um, wrapped up his own his own uh, hubris and his. Mission. He doesn't want to be diverted. Uh Lock Shock and Barrel return with the Easter Bunny having gone into the wrong door. <laughs> yeah. Oops.
4: Poor Bunny.
5: Yeah. What is
4: that guy with the like the axe in his head? I
5: think I think it's called the Leviathan
3: or something like that. Yes. Or the, or, yeah, that means the behemoth bunny. bunny.
4: He loves the Bunny.
5: And the the bunny's terrifying. <laughs>
4: Shaking in the bag.
5: It goes straight back into the bag.
4: In the bath, we didn't mention the walking bath. Of
5: course.
3: Walk- oh yeah, that's I cool. Love the it's, bath. It's like a
5: old, textile bath with like the lion claws. Yes. Yeah, that's pretty good. We're trying to renovate our bathroom recently, so we could we could get a walking bath. That would be fun. <laughs> <laughs> la 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 la. Anyway, Um so Jack is actually angry for one of the first times in the film. He kind yeah. of makes an angry face and scares Lock, Shock and Barrel just to remind you that he is a spooky guy. And this is what he he does. Every... Well, he's
3: very polite to the Easter Bunny.
5: He does, yeah, sorry sir, my apologies. And he's, he's sent back away. Um and Dr. Finkelstein is given uh, the reindeer job to do. Uh, to yeah. make some reindeer to pull the sleigh and you see him in his lab trying to animate the corpses of some skeletons, which yeah. is fun. And you get the song Making Christmas, um, oh, showing yes. all the people of Halloween Town doing their various different jobs, like turning, like, disgusting rats into hats. And Jack comes along to kind of say, you're doing a good job, but actually try doing this instead. Don't give up. Um, and then you see the parallels between Halloween Town and Christmas Town because yeah. Christmas Town are doing their final preparations and putting things in presents. Um, I really
4: like this song. I think it's really cool.
5: Making Christmas, making. It, it's yeah.
4: really catchy as well as it goes along, and you get to see the or again. You get to see the townsfolk trying, they're trying their best to make Christmas. <laughs> How can I make this into a quiz? Like a run over tortoise. <laughs>
5: <It's> like,
4: hmm. <laughs> make this into a present.
5: You get the, the dichotomy of uh <laughs> filling up presents versus filling up a snake uh, yeah. and lowering in a present sack versus lowering a coffin. <laughs> nope. Like the jack in the box putting in like a bitey jack, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And you see these things later on, so it's nice to get them all set up here, which is nice. Um cut to Halloween Town, no, sorry, cut to Christmas Town, where Santa's checking his uh his naughty or nice list and mm-hmm. Lock Shock and Barrel, get him. Um, you then see Sally trying to convince Jack finally that he's not himself. Um Don't, don't, don't do it. You can't do it. And but along comes Santa, hooray! And Santa's kind of dazed and confused uh, for so long. It's not true, in you know, Led Zeppelin style. And Jack's
4: quite surprised that he hasn't got claws. Yeah, he
5: has
4: hands.
3: And I love like the bl- the the blurred like vision as like Santa Claus is like taking in these people for the first time. He. Must be
5: terrified.
4: Yeah, and he yeah. has um, Halloween sweets and candy in his beard as well. <laughs> yeah.
5: Nice, yeah. Lunch. And Jack tells him that they've got Christmas covered this year. He can have a vacation, and off he goes. Yeah. Uh, and it's this point that Lockshock Shock, and Barrel decide to take Santa to Oogie Boogie. Oh, oh um, before I have, have you heard of Goodwill
3: and Peace on Earth? And they say, No! <laughs> they shove him in, and I, I also love the line like, He's too big to fit in, and I think it's Locke or Paul Robinson says, "Don't be ridiculous. He can fit down chimneys." <laughs>
5: yeah, he's um, uh, delivered via pipe to Oogie Boogie, which leads to my favourite song of the whole ooh. film, the Oogie Boogie song, uh, with the, the the powerhouse performance of Ken Page, the yep. original Deuteronomy from Cats. Yep. <laughs> that's the end of that one but yeah there he is with this big voice singing along well 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 what have we here? he's incredulous that Sandy Claus isn't scary at all um, and is kind of using it as the opportunity to show how scary he is by comparison um, it's a wonderfully animated bit with neon lights and kind of the imagery of casinos and gambling so he's not just a halloween guy he's a sinful one as well he's a sadist. Oh, no, oh, no. and the, yeah. the 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 sackcloth animation is wonderful um
3: two things what, what one's kind of serious they actually have this hasn't stuck like other ones but they're there have been some accusations that Oogie Boogie's kind of racist. Okay. Um, actually, is the writer of the film... Is it
5: Page is black?
3: Well, the writer of the film thought that, based on the style of music and the fact that she said that... She, he, she thought that he looked like a clansman. Uh, no. Not, not, no, I, I'm not really seeing that other than... I'm not but, seeing um, that. No, a, he's uh, just a... He's a sack.
4: He's a bug sack.
3: Yeah, um, just a sack of bugs. Like apparently, Danny Elfman was a bit worried about it, but like Tim Burton like brushed it aside. But apparently, Caroline Thompson, the writer of it, thought that between like the the music used and Ken Page's performance and the design, that she thought that he might be a little racist. Although although Selig said it was an homage to Cab Calloway's performance in Minnie the Moocher, absolutely, the Boop cartoon. So, yeah, I think. I've always taken it at face value and I, I believe him when he says it's a homage to that. I actually rewatched Minnie and the Moocher today, but I could see why to some people be uncomfortable. It's kind of like King Louie in the Jungle Book. Like, it's a delightful song. And it's like homaging a particular thing, but it may be too close to comfort for some.
5: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um, we need to rewind you... something slightly um, because one of Kel's favorite lines uh, was just realized we weren't past and okay. that favorite line is
1: Master, the
5: plan. Oh, yeah,
3: but I wish we got more of Igor. <laughs> Yay, yeah,
4: that's that's when Dr. Finkelstein is starting to make his new lady. Mm. And Igor shuffles on up with his plan.
5: Is it when he's making the lady or is he making the reindeer? Well, I, the reindeer? I, I wrote the notes. Dr. Oh, Finkelstein
4: yeah. is making a new lady. Fair
3: enough. I like that for a brain he just takes off of his own brain. Now <laughs> can he can have conversations worth went... talking about and the, 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 the lid of the skull actually closes on his mouth.
4: <laughs> on his mouth. He's, he's kissing when the he, brain. When he put her half of his brain in, Evie went, Ew! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: th- another minor thing. I've not seen the films I want to mention, but how much better would the Saw films have been if Oogie Boogie was the torturer instead of John Kramer? Oh, wow. If he like, dan- did this like big dance number around everybody like before like slowly torturing them. Yeah. <laughs> Badass. Um, Kate campaign is amazing. I need, I need to. Great. seek great. See more of his work. Yeah,
5: I've, I, I've not seen much of him at all, apart from cats and this film. But I'm, I'm sure, sure he's done in, loads.
3: He has a song in All Dogs Go to Heaven, but I've never seen that film. No, I've never seen that.
4: Oh, I watched it once. It was really sad. Oh, <laughs> really? Oh.
5: I've not seen Dream Girl. Oh no, I have seen Dream Girls.
3: Yeah, he is a speaking role on that. He's your dream um, girls.
5: We did that for Beyonce month. No, we didn't. I can't remember who we did. <laughs>
3: But Eddie, um, Murphy, Eddie yes. Murphy. Yeah,
5: fair enough. He was also in Duckman. Oh. Uh anyway.
4: Well, Look at the episode he was in.
5: American Dicks. Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's Ken Page. I, uh, I, I, actually, I remember the first
3: time I, he did voice the character I mentioned, but the first time I saw it, I thought it was the same guy who voiced um, Foghorn and Leghorn.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, boy, I
3: say boy. I guess so.
5: Yeah, I can see yeah,
3: that. Like a southern accent, but no. I don't think he vo- I don't know if he voiced Foghorn Leghorn in that court
5: in space, Jam. <laughs> so, um Halloween town, um Jack's about to lift off. Uh the mayor's kind of adulating him. But um earlier we had seen Sally quickly pop in to get some fog juice from Finkelstein's <laughs> lair, uh which he's clearly used to try and uh, thwart his attempts to lift off. The fog rolls in and everyone's disappointed. But jack realizes that hang on a minute zero's got a very shiny nose (laughs) and they can light the way uh like a certain rudolph anyway um sally's relief disappears immediately and sally has her own song uh to explain that she'd love to stand by jack and kind of help him out and cheer him on but she's looking out for his best interests and um ultimately she hopes they will be together um but it looks unlikely Poor Sally. I feel like this song. is We've been waiting for this song for ages. Mm-hmm. To cut, kind of, you, you've seen her, her kind of in the shadows, going, "Oh, Jack." Oh, no. and, and it's her, like we're halfway it, through the film now. And her theme is like the same as the song.
3: It's been seeded. It's been planted in your head, and yeah, it's going to fruition. I, I don't dislike any of the songs. This, I think, this is one of the lesser of the the me. I mean, all the songs like. To its credit, it's a musical work. Every song is necessary and like moves forward with the plot. But I feel like this one, the the lyrics or maybe the she's a good singer, but I, I think maybe before the singing performance could have been a little better. Um, it's a bit redundant by now. Yeah. Um, what What do you think, Kel?
4: I agree. In a way, it's nice, but it's not one of the standout songs. And you'd hope that her song would be a bit a bit more memorable, really. But it's quite a short song as well. It's not a long one. Um, yeah. It's just a sort of a a little break, bit of a time sink, a bit of a. Yeah. I guess you've had all the excitement of building up to Christmas, mm-hmm. um, and off they go, and she's just having her little moment, yeah, because she knows what's coming.
3: Mm-hmm. Maybe it'd be better if she had it Or For maybe if the, I mean, like Jack's lament, but if there was like a sort of simultaneous duet between them, like yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's that would, would have, have be been nice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't want to correct. Better. T- Danny of this one because this is a work of genius. This whole film, um, yeah. So, but, but that's a minor thing. Um, oh, another minor thing. I love the mournful version of "Here Comes Santa Claus" like playing leading up to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
5: Um, um, oh, and do,
3: oh, and I, I can't. I can't believe you didn't mention who who voices the
5: band leader, Pandy. I I don't know who does voice the band leader, Greg Proops. Oh yes, of course. Yes, I did see his name later further down the list. <laughs> Greg Pru- um alumni of um, whose line is it anyway? Mm, uh, we saw him, him. We saw him in uh, Brother Bear recently. He was the the male lover bear. Oh
2: yeah.
5: <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't get it by looking at him, but he's and, uh, he's a funny man. I like and him. actually, another my, my one, the woman who
3: voices well, does I think Greg Pout does have a character also, but the woman who does, I am the one heading under your bed, and the one who voices the. I guess the lagoon monster, she is Carmen Twilly. Do you know what she's most famous for singing? No. The Circle of Life?
5: Oh. oh okay. Yeah, you,
3: but a very un, her voice is very unrecognizable though, compared to that. Fine.
4: It's proops the one that goes Bone Daddy. Yep. Yeah. Ah, there you go.
5: I guess so. The band leader. Oh, cool. Right, fine. So cuts to Jack racing through the skies over the, uh, the decorated homes and he's starting to deliver his Christmas, um, onslaught, um, <laughs> presents being delivered, people being traumatized, accidental damage to homes, yeah. traumatizing kids. The
4: snake yeah. that's eating the Christmas tree, the <laughs> flying thing.
3: Yeah.
5: That,
4: that flying doll the killer thing. Killer ducky. Oh, those kids, yeah, the killer dog, those kids were terrified, absolutely terrified.
5: It cuts between Jack delivering in a kind of Grinch Who Stole Christmas style, Mm -hmm. Uh, you cut to the police receiving complaints, um, and Halloween Town looking on through Zordon's viewing globe (laughs) Um, as uh, people start to lock up their houses, and the authorities scramble to stop Jack's voyage of terror. Um, but
4: Jack still keeps going. He, he
5: still keeps going. He, he mistakes he's, he's the a he mistakes the artillery fire for thankful fireworks of celebration. <laughs> And uh he's he's happy as a clam. Um meanwhile, Oogie Boogie is taunting Santa and uh it looks like he's very close to doing something pretty awful. Uh Sally comes to the rescue using her detachable limbs. Hey. And uh unfortunately Oogie Boogie discovers and he is not he is he not a
4: little happy. tickle of her foot.
5: Indeed. A little tickle of her foot and uh, her hands
4: detach and she slides down the
5: yep. And uh, whoops, it's a failed plan. And she's now his captive as well. Never mind. And but, he sucks um, them
4: through his mouth, is not he?
5: <gasps> yeah. Like Kirby.
4: Yes.
5: <laughs> now, if Kirby was to suck up Sally, what powers would he get? I guess detachable limbs. Detachable limbs. Yeah. What power would he get or from... Or premonition. Oh, yeah. What would he get from sucking up Santa Claus? Um, am good. good on chimney sweep down, yeah. Up and down and, chimney, and, chimney mobility. and
3: super speed because how, how, fi- how quickly he fixes Christmas later I guess so.
5: and uh, nose magic when he puts his finger to one side and shoots off into the wild yeah. yeah. blue yonder yeah fair enough uh cool. Jack Slayer's hits um uh, Black Hawk down and he realizes it is intentional and he falls from the sky as Halloween Town looks on in mourning. Yeah, oh the part no.
4: Last year we had to turn off even but this time she only went <gasps> She was fine carrying on watching it.
5: And they all assume that Jack's dead. The end. No, no, wait. Um, there is a, a poorly rendered policeman driving through town uh, telling residents that there is no Santa, but the imposter has been shot down. Um And unfortunately, Jack is left to lament what's gone wrong and reflect on his misplaced he, intentions. He has
4: survived.
5: What have I done? I love that when he's on the statue, his mandible is actually
3: missing. At Zero that retrieves it. Yes. yes, that's a nice little bit.
4: Yeah. It's it's nice imagery, isn't it, when he's sort of lying over this angel. Yes. This this statue. Which reminds me of the Doctor Who Angels. <laughs> um well he realizes what he's done.
5: And it's another kind of it's a call back to his uh, lament song earlier on when he was in a graveyard and kind of lamenting what's gone wrong in his life. But this time he kind of talks himself around and says, you know, I gave it a good old go. And, you know, they can say that I I, they've got some stories to tell now. And he's re-energized and reminds himself that he is the Pumpkin King and he can't wait for next Halloween because now he's got some new ideas to try. So he's had a bit of a a kind of full circle moment an epiphany moments where he can go back to his original life um, so he rushes back to Halloween Town to save Santa and he finds him at Oogie Boogie's place with Sally and it looks like curtains for them both but Jack saves them somehow uh, and Oogie that's Boogie so initially shocked um, then attempts to, attempts to assassinate him using gambling equipment
4: mm, so you got this was cool.
5: very video gamey actually like, those, yes. like various levels Yes,
4: and you've got that lovely song um, here's a song, isn't it, at that point?
2: Which one?
4: When they're having a fight, or am I making that up? Yeah, I mean,
3: there's, there's like a, a carnival no. music, kind of, and they're like, there's replaying are playing like the yeah, sort of various songs. songs of like, it's it's, really kind of kind it, it's like an orchestral them. medley of like the previous ones. There's like a, yes, like a very, like, action version of like Jack Cement, and, um, it ends with like,
5: making Christmas, and then,
3: well, well yeah, yeah. Um, well, go, keep, keep, keep going, get Pandy.
5: Okay, uh, so Jack is able to easily dodge all the attempts on his life, and uh, Oogie Boogie attempts to flee, but Jack unravels him, and he turns into a sack of bugs.
4: There's so something like, "How dare you treat my friends this way?" <laughs> my,
5: bu- oh yes, yeah, that's a nice line. How <laughs> yeah. dare you?
4: Jack's there, like, yeah, he's realised what's important in a way, hasn't yeah. he? Yeah, it's his friends that are important rather than trying to change. Christmas or something.
5: Yeah, he's come yeah. to a, an epiphany as well.
4: But when when he does, he pulls that thread and you see it unravel, and you see all the bugs coming down. That animation is really good. Yeah. Because all the bugs are really fast moving and twitching and things. It must have taken a long yeah. time to get that. right. And it's oh, yeah.
5: suspended in the air as well. Mm. So that's going to be pretty good. Yeah, and
3: and, and Buggy's Bucky voice is like, My bugs, my bugs, my bugs.
5: <laughs>
4: Until <laughs> the last little bug. My boss, I can't even get that right at the (laughs)
5: moment. And I spotted that um, I'm sure there's the one shot potentially that isn't stop motion animated where it's kind of there's a a panning shot goes all the way around the kind of pool of lava and there are bugs falling into it. I'm sure that is just video. That's not a a stop motion. Yeah, you don't need to stop
3: motion bugs dropping into lava. Yeah, Um, I'm pretty sure. And oh, going ahead, I love
5: that Santa gets to squash the lead bug because he's suffered yes. the most yes. throughout this film. Yeah. And he's a busy night and, ahead of him. Uh, that signifies that the danger's over, and Jack is able to apologise to Santa, who immediately rebuffs him and explains that Sally's the one who saw this coming, and you should listen to her. She's the only sane one here. Uh, and it, uh, he's able to use nose magic to fly away to save Christmas. He, a bit of nose
4: magic. He'll be able
5: to... Uh, that sounds like you're advocating cocaine, Kelly. <laughs> a little bit of nose Don't magic. twist my words. <laughs> anyway, um, Jack's a bit surprised um, at this revelation that Sally's been the one to try and help things out all along. Who knew? Um, but uh, their chance to talk is interrupted by the mayor who takes <laughs> I, them back I to the I love campus. the look of irritation on their faces the spotlight is
3: on them.
4: <laughs> well done, mayor. Great timing.
5: Uh, Glenn Shaddock's um, Sansa is able to write the wrongs of Jack's Christmas as Jack is given a hero's welcome back to Halloween town. The
4: little- he gets his dog, his puppy. Hooray!
5: Yay. And all the horrible toys are taken away and replaced with nice things. I hope the snake and,
4: was taken
5: away. And even the newscaster is kind of given a present yeah. live on air. It's yeah. a, a happy ending if ever there was one. And um, Santa is seen flying over Halloween Town, which uh, then experiences a wintry festival time with snow falling on the ground. Never seen snow
2: before. They get
5: to have the proper Christmas experience, which is really nice which might kind of just spur them on to do more shithellery next year. But hey, <laughs> don't see that. There we go. And Sally's able to slip away. Jack follows along and they meet on aforementioned curly cliff top and they have a duet about how they were meant to be somehow together, um, even though there's been no implication of that throughout the entire film. Oh,
3: and F- Fingelstein has a new um, sex object. Yeah,
5: she
4: has a new lady. Fingelstein has
5: a twin... Which is weird. Okay, fine. Sexy nurse Finkelstein.
4: But he's quite happy.
5: Yeah. And
4: it means Sally can be free.
5: Sally's free to date Jack, and they can embrace on top of the snow-covered uh, cliff in the moonlight, and it pans up, and that's the ends.
2: Mm-hmm. That's the Nightmare well, Before
5: that. Christmas, thirty years old. Cool. Um.
3: Whoa, whoa. God. What do you want to say about the film that we haven't already?
4: Um, well, I naturally love the film. Um, it's one of my favourite Disney films. And I think there's lots of themes that are covered that are wrapped up nice and neatly. Um, I think a lot happens in the film. And sometimes there isn't... I don't know exactly what the running time is, but there's not always enough time to really go into depth with some of those things, like the relationship between Jack and Sally... That's obviously a little theme running through, but it's not the be-all and end-all. It's more Jack finding himself. That's the sort of journey that he's on, Um whereas you've got some of the minor themes running behind it that don't always get the time needed. But, you know, that's... With the 90s films, they weren't three hours long like some of the...
5: Like <laughs> Pearl Harbour.
4: Like some of the current films we have. <laughs> yeah, hey, I love Pearl Harbour.
5: I know. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> so yes overall I'm a very big obviously a very big fan.
5: Um would it be fair to say as well that you kind of got into it at a time of life where it was quite the pop culture sensation because I remember like imagery of Nightmare Before Christmas being all over like backpacks and pin badges. It, it's a cool thing to like.
4: Well, I always, yeah. I liked it from very young from probably about oh, 6.
5: You liked it before it was cool? Probably. Yeah.
4: yeah, me and Will used to watch it a lot when we hipster, lived in the flat. Hipster,
5: hipster Kel. Yeah.
4: <laughs> and I did have, I had a little backpack or a little side bag for ages, but that broke quite a while ago, which is very sad. Um, but yeah, I liked the film.
3: So, Benny, what do you think of this film? Well... Now re-reviewing it nine years later. I mean, I've been it other times like since then, but what do you think of it now?
5: I've, I only watched it once for the podcast and then I've got halfway through it another time. Mm -hmm. Um, and then watched it probably for my second time, uh, today. And on this time watching, you can, I mean, I was a bit glib about the Sally Jack romance things. Mm -hmm. There's, there's a line in a blink 182 song uh miss you. We're like, we can live like Jack and Sally if we want. And like we've got friends who have baseball caps that match saying his uh Sally no his jack no her Jack his Sally um kind of to wear for each other to show that they are I don't buy them as like the be all and end all couple. Um and that kind of irks me watching it this time round that it's meant to show this great love between two people but it's very one-sided But actually, that's—it's a very minor gripe as to what is actually a very well put together film, uh, beautifully animated with stunning visuals, very original Tim Burton-esque things because it is Tim Burton, Um, and then wonderful songs to go with it as well, wonderful voice performances. Um, It's aged really quite well, Uh, and obviously there have been kind of breakthroughs and steps forward in um, stop-motion animation technology over the years. Um, but yeah, I, I still like this film a lot and, um, this is not having grown up with it at all, taking it as a 35 year old, <laughs> watching it for the third time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I like it a lot and there's a lot to like in it. It's not perfect, but yeah. How about you, Chris John? I pretty much agree. I think if this
3: film has a weak point, it maybe is the sack, the sack, the, sac- the <laughs> Jack <laughs> the and sat- Sally. The sack in the sack. The, if they're a couple, they're either jolly
5: or Sack, You know, like Benefer or Brangelina. But the other day, I tried to say cheers and thanks at the same time, and I said chanks. <laughs> this is a shop in public. I nearly said so. Once I, I want, I
3: meant to say go ahead and fire away at the same time, and I said go away.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and
3: I, I and I apologized at first, I said, but then was able to recover. But that has happened to me. Um, yeah, the relationship is one-sided. I'm I'm glad it's from the, I get, I mean, gender roles at, at the time. I guess maybe so I'm glad it is from the woman's perspective or the more passive person's perspective, rather than being a like, potentially more predatory. Mm-hmm. I'm sure like other like romances have suffered because of that. Um, but I think that what's more important is how it's made, rather than what what it's what it's showing. Um, yes. I think just like the the, the the sheer, like, artistry and, like, the and craft work and the stop-motion animation and the strength of the songs and visuals and the, the, vo- the vocal performances are also very good, both singing mm. and speaking. Um, so in the, in the scheme of things, that really doesn't matter. Um, and you have to look really hard to find, like, shots that don't age well. I think the only way I could, saw last time was I think when the witches like, – actually like dry humping Jack early on when they're all showing him. I think there's part of that that doesn't look good, but if you, you have to like really look... It, it, this film is... This might be an exaggeration, but it would be fair to say this film is timeless. There's like very few things that date it.
4: Mm-hmm, I agree.
3: And maybe some of the toys or the,
5: the technology. True, it's like
3: a, like a traditional like, Christmas, like, mm. you know, like toy trains and like, like stuffed animals. That I'm sort thinking
5: of. more like the, the quote-unquote human world um kind stuff, of, but yeah. even then it's
3: again
4: it's,
2: it's
5: more of an ideal it's only mile yeah it's yeah. minor mm. well, i think the kind of the images of like, christmas town and toys and stuff kind of hark back to a christmas tradition and could still yeah. be seen as a kind of timeless thing yeah um and it, it's
3: the height of like danny elfman and tim burton's creative but i think and I, I know that's like a cruel thing to say like 30 years later it's like as if they're like I think, well, I think with Burton, at least, there's an extent to which he's stagnated, or like, I don't know, like he's like has like a cult following, is hugely popular, and I do really like this work, and I'm glad that he holds this in like high regard. And we'll get getting how he doesn't want like a sequel to it, but um, I feel like this is their magnum opus. Even like, even if they never created anything after this, or like anything as good, they, they can still dine on this. Yeah, it was a sleeper hit when it came out, and has been released lots of times, including I think it was like released like five times between like 2006 and 2010, and it was released earlier this year for Disney Centennial. Wow. Um, and Tim and Burton though has thought very hard against both, both against remaking it or against sequels, and Selick said he'd only do it if there was a good story to be told and. The only circumstance under which I would want to see a sequel is if Danny Elfman was able to sing and compose music mm. as well now as he as he did then. And I don't I, I know; it sounds cruel. I haven't listened to like every single thing he's done since then. But yeah, if if he like, came back and re- revoiced Jack and it sounded like thirty years older, or if it didn't sound as good, then that that would just be sad.
4: Mm. I think, um, in a way, it's nice to leave it alone. So it is just a standalone piece, rather than potentially ruining the whole thing.
2: Yeah.
4: It'd be interesting to see what, what 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 could come of it behind the other doors. But like you said earlier, some of the holidays are a lesser so. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, there have been like a lot of spinoffs and other stuff. Like obviously, like, there's like even like manga of it in Japan, and there's like a prequel book and I think there's a sequel book I think called The Pumpkin Queen, like about Sally in her marriage to Jack. Um, but my understanding is even like the Capcom video game, they went to Tim Burton, like for his blessing and for like consult, and they even consulted with the original films designer. This is like something very precious to him and Henry mm-hmm. Selick. Um, but I, I brought this up with Penny briefly. Um, and I haven't really gone deep into this. Do, should we discuss like the song covers? Cover yes
5: album. yeah because it's it, i think it's that the songs are obviously a, a huge kind of draw for the the film as well as the almost, almost as much as the acting and the visuals as well because it is ultimately a musical film um and there was uh, an album released i'm just trying to find it on uh spotify to get the the details it's nightmare made, revisited well, there
3: was a special edition that came out with the original soundtrack which is like Co- like various covers, but then there's Nightmare Revisited. Yes, which is
5: uh, I think so the one 2008, to. Um, featuring a lot of kind of popular mainly metal acts of the day. Um, sadly, Marilyn Manson's on there doing a version yeah. of yeah. Halloween. But yeah. uh, the All American Rejects do a version of Jack's Lament. Um, Flyleaf do a version of What's This? We covered Flyleaf in my old bands. Uh, I couldn't tell you which one we did. Um, the Polyphonic Spree of the town meeting song, which are a big kind of huge band of lots of people. Think Arcade Fire, but um, slightly more Christian. Um, my favorite um, of all of them, I mean, I like the, the Rise Against version of Making Christmas. Yep, we used that in our Disney Songs episode. Excellence, nice. Yeah. Uh Amy Lee of uh Ooh. Evanescence did a version of Sally's yeah. song, which I'm sure you yeah. love. Yeah. Uh but the best one for me is Korn's version of Kidnap the Sandy Claus," <laughs> which is just wonderful. Kidnap the Sandy Claus, bruh. Jigga jing, jing, jing. That Mr. Rocky Boogie It's very catchy. Yeah. Uh they do a really good stylized version. Uh and I'm a big fan. Kelly, any favourite
3: covers of this? of this of the song? have you heard this yes have, yeah oh cool
4: yeah um the poor jack one by playing white Tees. and i'd agree with the corn one as well yeah mm-hmm. la,
3: la, 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 la. Mm-hmm. um i like the i actually like the evanescence cover by amelia um yeah there's a fiona the fiona apple one in the other one which was okay but i think of evanescence i don't i'm not as bad with evanescence uh i think they, she like did Daredevil, also, but of *The Evanescence* one, Amy Lee and no, no, of *Evanescence*, um, Fiona Apple and the the film's version. I think *Evanescence* is, is the best. Nice of Sally's song, so that's why I was a little disappointed with the original one. Although there are no bad, again, there are no bad songs in this musical, in my opinion. Um, and that's a, that makes, it, even though it's under a different banner, I think it's still kind just of, by sheer quality, you could put it under the Disney
5: Renaissance. I think um, so. It's obviously a very different animal. Yeah, um, but, but... Yeah.
3: Yeah. Um, I haven't... I used to like the Marilyn Manson Halloween cover, but obviously recently I've curdled on it because, you know...
5: Probably best to abandon him. <laughs>
3: yeah. I haven't really... I did listen to a few covers the other day. One of them was like a really interesting Latin American instrumental of the Boogie Woogie song. Um Nice. Well, here's a question I didn't mention earlier. What do you think of? I mean, usually in compared to like other Disney films or just films in general, the villains are generally set up or given more early on. What do you think of? Is he introduced too late, or do you think do you wish you got more? But what do you think of
5: way Oogie Boogie is?
3: I think
5: the you get, I mean, the fact that he's sort of introduced in the first song just in, in, in no other way than just there he is in the moon. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you don't need much more because no. he's there to kind of be a sort of big bad. And then he's, he does something bad with Santa Claus and then he's gone. He's, mm-hmm. Maybe they could have taken a little bit more time to establish him as more of a threat because he is ultimately kind of taken out fairly quickly but in a way
4: I guess Jack is more of the not the villain but his actions
5: it's it's a up being
4: a little bit villainous don't they so you've actually you've got him with that side all the way through or most of the way through and Oogie Boogie just adds in that extra
5: it's one extra bit of stakes yeah whereas
4: someone for Jack to get his teeth into at the end
5: yeah because ultimately, the, the story is Jack trying to do Christmas, mm. and then Oogie Boogie's there to add a bit of jeopardy at the end. But yeah. what's going to happen to Santa? Oh, he's fine. Cool. Yeah.
2: yeah
5: no, it, no, I don't, it, I don't think we need any more.
3: Yeah, I think I think it's a it's a case where a vill- like less is more in certain cases. You don't really need to know why he's separate from the town. Maybe you can just infer he's a sadist, so he's just in his own little corner there. Um, and you know if this is something they would like overdo in like a remake or reboot of it, like trying to give him some sympathetic
5: motivation or whatever. Even though <laughs> he's completely evil. Um, Coming to Disney Plus, twenty twenty four, boogie begins. Yeah. <laughs> like Oogie Oogie originates. Oogie originates. Yeah.
3: Shall we score? Yes, I don't know if there's anything else to say about it, unless. No,
4: I was just oh, thinking um, about the relationship between Jack and Sally again mm-hmm. i think I think it's obviously just the beginning of their relationship because throughout the most of the film Jack 's got this obsession and this focus on his new Christmas thing he doesn 't have the headspace to think about anything like a relationship he 's just so solely fo- focused on this he doesn 't see what 's right in front of him, mm-hmm. so in a way it's understandable that there's not more of their relationship. In most of the film, because that's not the focus. That's he can't see it. He's not there yet. Whereas she obviously is, mm. but she has to wait until he's gotten over his <laughs> obsession.
5: They, they they kiss at the end, don't they? Um, yes, they do. Do they actually oh. kiss, or do they just go really close to each other's faces? Do
4: they hug and they kiss?
5: Do they actually kiss? I've okay, got I, a think,
3: film up I here. think. I mean, again, this film is fucking brilliant. I don't. We don't need to correct it, but. I think one thing that I might change is just them starting them holding hands if it was like rather than just kissing immediately, like showing that it was the beginning of a relationship that I think that the lack of development in the relationship would be less of a problem for me if if they didn't like, if like the lyrics didn't, didn't, didn't like indicate, oh yeah, we're meant to be, to, uh, I don't know.
5: Yeah, I, I think it's... I, again, it's...
3: it's not a sticking point. This is not a... This isn't a romance movie, so it doesn't matter. It's, it's a not,
5: not a romance movie. I just don't think it needed to end with a romance nod. I mean, I I agree. It's kind of the beginning of something. Mm. Um, I think maybe and it was... it's nice that Sally gets what she ultimately wanted. Mm. But...
4: Maybe, maybe, what was I thinking? Maybe it was done to show that Jack does have something that, that obviously he's having that midlife crisis, uh, or whatever you want to call it, earlier on. And once he's Got out of his system, the whole Christmas thing, and realised it hasn't worked. He's looked at maybe his priorities and what it, what he does have in his life. Yeah. Oh, I have Halloween yeah. Town. I'm the Pumpkin King, and actually, and
5: this the, the this, only eligible this, bachelorette this young, in the town likes me. This young lady
4: hey, don't, has don't, been don't there for the me all the way monster. through, um, and she wants to. She's been trying to help me, and I've ignored her. Yeah. Actually, I should take stock of this. I just well, don't. hello, young I, lady.
5: I just don't buy them as a character, like a fated couple all the way through.
4: No. It's more of a, like you said, said before, it's more one-sided to begin with. Yeah. And then once he's got it out of his system, his yeah. obsession, then he's
5: He's, he's ready, ready for love. He's ready Ready for to work. commit.
4: But it's not a big part of the film. No. It's just a nice way to end the film. I think that he's found something that he's content.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, with
5: all that said, do you want to score it out of five?
4: Mm-hmm. Okay. Ooh.
5: Well I'll go first and I I Kel's been wondering about this all day.
4: <laughs> there might be another argument here. Uh oh.
5: <laughs> so I'm gonna give it a high four. Ooh. Uh, because it is really well made, it's very well animated, some beautiful songs, beautiful things in there. It's not quite perfect for me, and it's kind of lacking in that kind of wow factor for me personally. Uh, that being said, I can really appreciate its merits, and I think it's deserving of all of them. So that's me on a high four. Ooh. Uh Kel, do you want to go next, or should I jump in? I
3: wonder.
4: You go first.
3: Okay, I'm... I'm giving it a five like uh, everything else is done so well that the quote and I keep saying like oh this like all my criticisms of it are just quibbles like and I think it it, this is hugely popular I think I I, this did not like instigate like a wave like stop motion films I mean those things like James and the Giant Peach eventually after this by the same director and Chicken Run and but I think I think this film did open the door to some extent for like full length um Commercially successful stop motion films. I think it deserves props for that, and it's so like well realized artistically that I don't, I don't care if the romance is undercooked. I'm just giving it a five.
5: Fair enough. Well, I wonder what Cal will give it. Hmm.
4: <laughs> a five, obviously.
5: What? Not six. Can I have six? <laughs> Can I have 10? Oh, it is Christmas.
4: (laughs) Yes, whatever the highest score available is, that's what I would give it. It's my favourite Disney film. Um, Beauty and the Beast just comes slightly under that. Um, But no, The Nightmare for Christmas is absolutely amazing. I love the texture in it. I love the characters. I love the songs. I love the imagery. Um, It's just an all-rounder for me. I I really love it. Um, And the same as Christian, if there's any little niggles that I have, that doesn't take away from how amazing it is. And it's got a chick. It's got a bone chicken in it as well. (laughs) Crows on the roof.
5: (laughs) Rest in peace, Sasuke.
1: He's ancient, he's ugly I don't know which is worse I might just split a seam Now if I don't die laughing first Mr. Boogie Boogie says There's trouble close at hand You better pay attention now Cause I'm the boogeyman And if you want to shake in, There's something very there wrong Cause this may be the last time You hear the boogie song whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa now, or you must face the dire consequences. The children are expecting me, so please come to your senses. Ah, you're joking! You're joking! I can't believe my ears! Would someone shot this fella up, I'm drowning in my tears. It's funny! I'm laughing! You really are too much. And now, with your permission, I'm going to do my stuff. What are you going to do? I'm going to do the best I can. sound the rolling dice to be his music in the air, cause I'm a gambling boogeyman, although I don't play fair. It's much more fun, I must confess, when lives on the line. Not mine, of course, but yours, oh boy. Now that'd be just fine. Really spit fast, or you will have to answer for this heinous act. Oh, brother, you're something. You put me in a spin. You aren't comprehending the position that you're in. It's hopeless. You're finished. You haven't got a prayer. Because I'm Mr. Oogie Boogie, and you ain't going nowhere.
3: <laughs> okay, um, that's it for this one, then. Thanks for joining me for this one. A pleasure. Merry Christmas, Christian. has <laughs> been great fun. <laughs> yeah, Merry Christmas in, in a month.
4: Yay.
2: <laughs> it's still,
3: I mean, I, I hate this part of the year so much. It, it still feels like Christmas is far away from now. Oh, we put up the Christmas tree today, so I do have Christmas lights. So maybe I'll be, in, I'll get more in the mood if I, if I do that uh, right after this.
4: Yeah, we did have, a, we had a Christmas experience yesterday. We went to Santa's Grotto, oh. and there were three terrifying animatronic reindeers on the wall <laughs> oh. that were singing in a weird harmony. It was oh. really, really scary.
5: The, the, the scarier bass.
3: than the the reindeer skeletons we got in the film.
5: Yeah, basically. yeah, I, w-
4: I would have preferred them.
5: They turned the bass up <laughs> too high, so all you hear was, "Dashing through the snow, anyone else and a one horse sleigh. I'll
4: send you the video <laughs> after this.
3: Anyway, Merry Christmas. Goodbye. <laughs> Happy holidays.
0: In here, they've got a little tree How queer, and who would ever think And why, they're covering it with tiny little things They've got electric lights on strings And there's a smile on everyone So now correct me if I'm wrong This looks like fun, this looks like fun Oh could it be, I got my wish What's this Oh my, what now The children are asleep But look, there's nothing underneath No ghouls, no witches here to scream and scare them Or ensnare them, only little cozy things Secure inside their dreamland (sighs) What's this? The monsters are all missing And the nightmares can't be found And in their place there seems to be good feeling all around Instead of screams, I swear I can hear music in the air The smell of cakes and pies are absolutely the sights, the sounds They're everywhere and all around I've never felt so good before This empty place inside of me is filling up I simply cannot get enough I want it, oh I want it, oh I want it For my own, I've got to know, i got to know It is this place that I am found What is this? Christmas Town? Hmm